Welcome to Rise Up, hosted by me, Steve Collin. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, today, we've got an amazing interview uh, with David Zipsy. Uh, he has been very successful um, throughout his whole career. His dream is music, same as mine. And his his goal was to make a full-time living and to do that full-time and not have like a corporate job or uh, anything like that. And it's it's a great interview. It's it's going to be, it's it's amazing. So you're going to really like this. And um, but before we do, I just want to let you know that um, the main reason I, I started this um, podcast was um, to give my stillborn son, Asher Kai, a voice. And I wanted him to, even though he didn't take a breath um, on this earth, I wanted him to have a voice and I wanted him to help you. I wanted him to help people. I wanted him to somehow be an inspiration or somehow uh, uh, motivate people to have a better life, to live their best life, to to um, reach their dreams and so that's the whole focus here you know uh, rise up is the title and and uh, it's an inspirational and motivational podcast so hopefully i know actually i know you're going to get a lot out of this interview with david uh he drops a lot we 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 drop a lot of microphones here and so um i i want to let you guys know uh head over to if you'd like to sponsor this or if you'd like to sponsor any future episodes please head over to patreon.com forward slash steve column and uh there and the the link is in the show notes below and you can um you can become a partner you can sponsor some you can sponsor for any any amount so it all helps as there is fees um involved in in having this podcast running but um let's go ahead and dive in in the, the the piano category began to include dueling pianos. So they're charging twice as much because there's two people. So they're making twice as much, you know, and I didn't think it was fair, but I was like, the rule was it, the, the award is based on what category you're in on the last day of the year. So on December 30th, I would switch to, to keyboards and win the, the award in the keyboard category and then switch back to piano where you get more leads. So I was like, okay, that's your rule. I'll play by your rules. You know, I'm not cheating. It's, yep. it's just that's my strategy. So, you know, find a winning strategy no matter what it is. You know, if it's sync, uh, give the give the people what they want you know what do editors want yeah that's super powerful and that that just shows me too or shows the viewers that that you're constantly on your on you're playing it's a game to you you know and i think we all have we all love games and we we want to win there's no reason to play a game unless we want to win you know and it's like um that's one thing that you're doing you're constantly playing the game and i can even just see that it's it's exciting it's fun it's like oh they changed the rules no worries. Well, I can change my strategy. No worries. That's fine. You know, and and I think that is a huge, huge, huge key for success in any business and especially in the sync world, because it's going to change. Like right now, um, there's something called AI, artificial intelligence. That's really kind of you can make songs and push a button, say, I want it to sound like this and this and this. You push a button and it comes out with this song. Now, you can't at the moment, you can't copyright like 
you can't copyright that. You can't own the, the, yeah. uh, the copyright of that. But I, AI is doing it. So you've got to change your strategy. I love it. That That's a whole nother topic of discussion, that whole AI. But I, I've... <clears throat> I've seen some people use it successfully. I know one guy who um, writes a lot of movie music. And so he used, he's, he's, English is not his main language, and he uses AI to help him write a good cover letter when he's contacting somebody, mm-hmm. you know, to use all the proper terms and for, the, for the business and, and whatnot. Yeah, okay, um, that could be helpful. As far as writing for music, uh, another mentor, um, pointed out that the, the the Supreme Court has ruled that you can't copyright something unless it's written by a human. So I don't think these big companies, Disney, uh, whoever, Sony, uh, any, any of these big music companies are not going to want to take a chance. Mm-hmm. Why would they want to use something that they can't get the public that they can't get the publishing off of. If they can't get if they can't get any royalties because it can't be copyrighted, why do they want, why are they going to want to use it? So I don't think it's going to put us out of business. Right. Uh, yeah. But uh, there's so much to be seen in in that in that respect. So you know. It's, I know it's, it's, yeah, and it's um, it's I, we can talk about it for a little bit. It's it's quite an interesting subject, and for for anybody who's not a musician. Um, you know, the AI is, it, it's, it's, a, you've probably seen it everywhere. You can just Google something or you can, kids are even getting in, in, in trouble or students, I should say, are getting in trouble because they, they will, AI will type out their whole assignment, but they're getting busted on it and they're getting in, it, you know, it's, it's, it's a shortcut. It's a, it can be used and, you know, it's just like anything. It can be used in a new way uh, to adapt, but you can't, you still got to do the work. And so, um, so one of the things that's coming out, you know, is, is AI is, you know, you can, you can, uh, you know, make all this music. And one of the, one of the things I was going to say is, uh, that yeah, publishers are already kind of reaching out to me and other, other people and, and all their composers on their list. And they're saying, look, you can't, you can't have AI generative AI in your song or else we can't use it. And so, so if the person then lies and says, yeah, I did it myself and they didn't, What's going to happen, I really think, is is um, all this digital stuff has fingerprints. So eventually there'll be fingerprinting down that will be like, well, you know, if someone's like, you know, lying and, and making all this music and they don't even know how to do any music, they're just pushing, there's go, 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 and, and they're printing out all these songs. What's going to happen is it's going to retroact and, and track down all those pieces and be like, hey, all these flags are popping up. And then it's, you know, they're going to be thrown out of the, that that composer catalog of that out of that group and um but yeah ai is it's here but yeah yeah i think uh, ai um i where we're at with ai now i would compare to where we were uh 20 years ago with napster and limewire um because people were file sharing without having the copyright or Basically, they were pirating music, and uh, and there was no laws against it. So, the recording academy and and uh, and all the record companies, um, you know, they started putting up a big fit, and they're suing Napster and put Napster out of business, basically, and LimeWire and, and sites like that. And then what sprang up was 
a new way of doing it legally, which is um, uh, a, a Pandora and, and Spotify and Apple Music. And so I think, I think what's going to happen with AI is now <clears throat> the record companies are saying, oh, they're, they're going after the chat GPT and those companies and those, um, those programs that are analyzing their artists' music. And they're going to say, they're, they're saying, you know, you, you can't, they're not going after the people that are using chat, they're GPT, they're going after the chat GPT itself, just like they went after Napster, not after the users. So <clears throat> the laws are going to change to where they have to pay to analyze um, the music and before they, you know, somebody can say, hey, write a song like Drake or whatever, you know. Um, so I, I think we're in this wild west right now, but it, it's going to, things are going to change. Right. It's going to become standard. You can't fight it. Yeah. Spotify's here to stay. Yeah. You know, ChatGPT will be here to stay. Yeah, and that, and that's a really cool. Uh, I haven't heard it said like that. As you were just saying, you know, they're going to go after the. the there's going to be they're the people that are going to be addressed like the top top thing, and just like LimeWire and and uh, uh, Napster back in that back in the day. If anybody remembers those, but I I, I do. But and and the other thing I was going to say, uh, I, I was talking to a publisher recently about uh, about this, and, and we're just having that conversation. And um, uh, he brought up something that was really quite interesting back in the day for anybody who remembers like you know when electronic drum kits kind of came in and you've got the 808s and uh that's all the different kind of sounds all that dance stuff that we hear now on the radio that's so it's just everywhere um uh back in the day the drummers were sweating they were thinking they were thinking oh no we're going to be replaced by these electro electronic drum kits and fast forward, now we know that, no, they've never been replaced. It's just a new genre. It's like you can't get, you can't have an acoustic drummer with those sounds in an EDM track. It's, 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 that could be a hybrid, but they're different instruments, they're different sounds. And it's, uh, so yeah, so AI very well in the future could be a, just a new thing or a new sound that's going along parallel, but it's diff, it's different, you know, so. I, I remember uh, <clears throat> working with drummers when drum machines first came out, and they, you know, the drummers would say, "I was going to put me out of business." I remember when string, when when synthesizers, the first thing they could a little more realistically imitate was was strings and and string players who were like, "Oh, they're going to put us out of business." But with the drummers, I was like, I always told them, I said, "Nobody can program a drum machine like a drummer," you know, so. Learn to program a drum machine and you'll be the best drum programmer there is. Yeah. Because all these people that don't know how to play drums are trying to program drum machines and it doesn't sound sound as good as having a real drummer program one. So yeah. yeah. That's so true. It's so true. And and you can can bring that. Like there is people out there, and this is a great thing that you can kind of uh for any business or for any industry, you know, there's people out there with a the mindset, oh no, I I'm gonna quit then. You know, it's not worth my time. I'm not gonna even start this business because AI is coming in. And then there's the other people that are like, well, exactly what you just said, David. You, you said uh if you're a drummer, well, well, you can you're not gonna be replaced by these new electronic sounds. You could actually be the best electronic yeah, programmer. Yeah. And it's a whole mindset. It's a black and white kind of mindset. I, I always figured 
the times are always changing, right? So <clears throat> you got to change with the times. You got to keep up with the times or they'll leave you behind. So when synthesizers came out, I was like, well, I guess I better learn to program a synthesizer. When drum machines, you know, I was like, well, I guess I better learn, you know. And and I remember um, when home recording, um, I was working in the casinos at the time. And um, and the casinos used to have, I was playing in, in, in Atlantic City and there were 10 or 11 casinos and there was a big band <clears throat> in each showroom. and. Then one of the showrooms, uh, like Caesars, uh, they hired um, like three or four musicians to play along with tapes. Yeah. And then the union didn't do anything about it. So another casino did and another. And then by the time the last casino did, the union put up a stink, but it was too little too late. But I, my attitude was, well, if they're going to use tapes, they got to pay somebody to make the tapes, you know, <laughs> So, hey, I could do that. And, and you know, maybe I got some musicians mad at me. Well, I was like, well, that, what are you going to do? They're, they're, they're going to pay somebody to do that. Why don't you make tapes? Yep. You know, so, so you know, you got to change with the times and, and or they leave you behind. Same way with music. Um, you know, I, everybody relates to the music they grew up with as teenagers. They say 13-year-olds buy the most music. And, and as, as people grow older, they they always relate back to they're like ah music was good back then you know and no matter what what age they are okay and and i always figured that if i want to be working in another 20 years i got to know what's what's being played on the radio today nope. so i've always tried to keep up with with the music and and when i when i play to a room i look at the age group and and you know if they're if they're 60 something i'm like oh they probably listen to music in the 60s and 70s and if they're 40 something they probably listen to music in the 80s and 90s and if they're 20 something they listen to music you know in the 2000s you know so you know um so what am i going to play i got a room full of uh, 20 year olds you know or, or right. at a wedding have you have several different generations you know the the people getting married are 20 something their parents are 40 something the grandparents are 60 something so you know you you mix it up and you try and please you know play something that everybody like at some point you can't please everybody all the time but you know mm -hmm. that so, gosh that is such that's such a great mindset you have and such a great outlook that that is awesome. Like I, I haven't thought of doing that too. And, and, you know, if you're flexible and you're, you know, able to just pull out hat, pull out songs from your hat, you know, or you've got an iPad with a billion songs ready to go, then yeah, you're adjusting on the fly, not even adjusting like year by year, you're adjusting in the second, in the, after the next song, you're thinking I should pull that other one out. And, you know, you yep. just, yeah. I and love so, it. I love it. And that's okay, what you're, you're oh, play, like, what am I going to play next? Oh, well, you know, so yeah. Anyway, yeah. And that's and that's why you've been so successful um throughout the years, you know. Um uh I, I know we won't say your age or you know, I don't I don't even know your age, but I know you've been doing this for a while. And so so you've been successfully uh making a business of your dream uh for years. And it's it's so cool. And these are the mindsets that you have to have. You know, you're quick to adjust you're quick to change and adapt to the room which is that's a micro level i love it yeah yeah but even even on a like i said you know if i want i always thought if i want to be working in another 20 years you know what what <clears throat> what are the teenagers listening today you know if i want to play a wedding 10 years from now well you know what are they listening to today you know, what did they grow up with or 
uh, uh, not just weddings, but you know, any any group of people. What do they like? You know, I know what I like. Here's another thing: like, okay, <clears throat> some. <clears throat> I I did a show where um, it was about Judy Garland, and and the characters in the show were Judy, Liza, Frank, and Dean. And this guy came in, and he was he did a really great Frank. And afterwards, I was like, you know, we should like work as a as a you know we should try and get some gigs and and because you know affluent people like frank sinatra <laughs> now me i love pink floyd okay but you know <laughs> if if i go into a bar and you're playing pink floyd you know the people that like pink floyd no offense to anybody but you know they come in and ripped up jeans and tie-dye t-shirts and you know they order a beer and you know you're you're playing to a group of you're playing sinatra with we have a sinatra band and and the people, the guys come in, they're dressed in $1,000 Italian suits, and they stick a $100 bill in the tip jar to play New York, New York again, no matter how much you hate the song or how many millions of times you've played it. You know, it's like, you know, give the people what they want. And and so I found that, you know, well, where's the money? Like, the bars don't pay. And, you know, I love playing in bars with bands, but there's so many bands that, you know, they're just basement bands and they want to get out and they get a gig in a bar and they're, they'll play for 30 bucks and beer, you yeah. know, and 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 then they put all the professional musicians out of business, you yeah. know, because because the bar owners are like, well, you know, these guys will play for. for whatever, peanuts, <laughs> they'll play for beer, you know, yeah. and you want how much, you know, and then. Whereas, you know, uh, you start playing for corporate events and, you know, weddings, people spend so much money on their weddings, you know, um, that, you know, uh, there's other places, you know, you, you can make more money. Um, yeah. Even I play retirement homes because it's someplace I can play at two in the afternoon, right. you know, um, where else am I going to play during the daytime? Uh, well, studio, I do studio work, but um. But uh, often there's a piano there. I don't have to carry any equipment. I just walk in, sit down, and play the piano for an hour, and they pay me as much more than a bar would pay me for playing four hours and dragging in a bunch of equipment. Yeah, yeah. No, and that's, yeah. that's so great because you've you've reversed. Oh, engineering. <laughs> yeah, and, and you've reversed engineering. I encourage everybody who's running a business now as well find out where the. It's a lot easier if, if you only have to do, let's say, one gig a month that pays your pays your rent. That's going to be a lot easier. Pays your, you know, that's all. That's your budget, and that's what you need to live. It's going to be a lot easier doing one or two of those gigs to pay your bills a month than doing a hundred or you know doing all these little ones. And I, I encourage any business, anybody listening now, find out where the big ticket items are and see if you can kind of develop your business to to be able to make some of those sales because if you can make a sale like that then it's like well takes off the pressure and and uh and everything and that's what you've done david that's that you're you like said so, you said something earlier uh, along those lines um <clears throat> i figure at the end of the month it all it all adds up so if you play a couple of really big money gigs and then you play a couple of ones that don't pay as much um that at the end of the month it all adds up you know so I'm not afraid to play uh, lesser paying gigs, but, you know, I draw the line somewhere. Yep. And, um, but I, I noticed with you, you did the same thing in sync. Like I remember when you showed our, our class, your, your BMI statement for that quarter, you know, you had some that were 
making tons of money and then other ones that were making pennies. And I was like, but it all adds up. It all adds up, you know? So you get some really, it's the same way. I, uh, it made me think, well, that's the, that's the way it is with my business when I'm playing gigs. You know, so there's some really good gigs in the month and there's some that don't pay as much, you know? And, and, but at the end of the month, it all adds up. So, um, Absolutely. The same way I think, and I suppose in, in just about any business. Absolutely. And and it's also those relationships. When you do that smaller gap, yeah. um, you don't know that all of a sudden his relatives were getting married and then you got a big gig. You know, I don't know. So, yeah. Relationships uh, is is really important uh, as you taught and, and others taught in, in sync uh, because every publisher, every publishing company, there's a person behind it. Yeah. it's not it's not just a website there's there's a person who is running this company yeah. or or a group of people <clears throat> um or or there's one person who's kind of running it and they hire a bunch of great people to work or you know to 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 to, to do all the different aspects aspects of the business yeah. but it's about relationships and it's the same way like if i um <clears throat> when i'm trying to get a job say uh for a wedding you know i may get a lot of rejections and then um sometimes you connect with a person and and uh maybe the the bride liked the way i i wrote my letter my cover letter and uh and um i said something that i connected and then you try and create that relationship and then you get the job because you've created a relationship um so it's 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 a it's a it's a people business as well um same way with club owners, you you get to know a club owner and you create a relationship with them, and they bring you back. And with any places, uh, with retirement homes, you know, uh, they you know you, you get you get to know the people there, and they bring you back. And uh, so it's it's a it's a people business too. You know, that's it. People so, are going to give, or yeah. people are going to uh, do business with people they like. <laughs> Simple as that, you know. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if you don't get along, it's the same way in a band. Okay, so <clears throat> this is a, a band is like a company, right? So um, sometimes you get a band and everybody gets along, um, and sometimes sometimes you have personalities or egos that clash. And I would rather play with a group of people that we all get along on and off stage yes. um, as friends. That maybe they're not the greatest players, but but together we get along and we make great music together. Whereas sometimes you get a, you know, you play with really great players and then they have big egos and then their ego doesn't leave room for anybody else. And then then you start getting clashes. So, yeah. you know, I, I, I think it's the same way. In, in You know, you have, it gets back to relationships, you know, so. You know, work with people that you get along with. If you don't get along with somebody, you know, you don't have to force force it. You know, and just find somebody else that you do get along with. Yeah, and I, and I'm and bringing back it that one of those the main keys that you said is give them what they want. And and I know that you do that in relationships. You're like talking to someone. How would that person like to be treated? Like, should I just run over them or or, or no? Because I wouldn't like that. And that's not what. Yeah. You're, you've built these relationships based off that and it's proof that you know it's absolute work then um yeah. treat other people the way you want to be treated yeah and and so um i do have a, a question um one of the questions i like to ask all um, um all my guests and everything is you know the the biggest things when people are trying to 
go for their dreams or, you know, when they're trying to, uh, you know, make make a livelihood out of their dreams and and head that way is the the two big things that stop them or or get in their way is the fear and then and then all the also the rejections now as you've if you if you want to touch on those a little bit coming back from and i don't even know if you have any fear anymore when you're like when you're like oh no i've got no gigs this this last two weeks what am i going to do or or you know um I'm not getting those placements. How do you kind of, or even just a lot of people have the huge fear of even just contacting someone, like sending out a cold call email. Like, how have oh, you what I have to say about fear <clears throat> is that um I have the biggest fear, and I think most people do, before you get started, like before you've contacted any any publishers, you know, you're you're afraid, you know, what do I say? I don't know what to say, or or before you have you, you know you have something you have to do and you haven't gotten started with it and it's like oh god wow david that was absolutely amazing thank you so much for hanging out um lots of microphone drops lots of gold nuggets and a lot of great um f- fundamentals great uh foundations for for uh for success and for your for a career and so if um and I encourage you if you're listening to this um uh you know if anyone's listening to this and and you, and you got a lot out of it you know I, I just want to encourage you please consider becoming a sponsor please be, consider becoming a a partner with me and and uh, head over to patreon.com forward slash Steve Column and you can become a partner and um and we can get this uh we can get these messages out to people and and uh, make this world a better place make this world a um uh you know, a better place. My goal here is I want you to rise up from your circumstances. I want you to rise up and become the best you you possibly can. And I truly, truly, truly believe in the things that that I'm sharing here. You know, it's about being positive. It's about um, using these steps that you've learned in in this interview, these little motivational stuff, because you're seeing that these steps work. There's other people. And after a while, when you go through so many of these interviews, you end up finding that a lot of these people have the same um, same fundamentals, the same structure, the same foundation. And um, so anyway, guys, um, uh, I, I will see you in the next one. All right, bye. Whoa, we're going to rise up. Whoa, not going to give up. Whoa, we're going to rise up.